God morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Alice, who is very sick, to Ray, who is very blessed. May God continue to keep him on path. And to Michael, who leads a Bible study. And he said, instead of one teacher, he said everyone in the room was a teacher in their own right. And I thought that was beautiful. Let us pray. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And dear God, I put my trust in you and you alone. Father, may I never stray from the path you have set before me. May my life be an expression of your love your holiness, and your righteousness. Lord, I pray for any of my friends, family, and colleagues who have not known you yet. Father, may you help me administer to them effectively so that they receive salvation. May they see the error in their ways, O Lord and may their hearts be convicted of their sin. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And God's promise, day by day. 1 Peter 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has begotten us again to a living hope. There's a sense of stability in trusting the Lord. That's how we wait silently and with a sense of confidence. When we wait for God to direct our steps, He does. When we trust Him to meet our needs, He will. Amen. And God's purpose for your life. Psalm 25, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. One of the reasons that we sometimes miss how the Lord is working in our lives is because we don't really know God and his ways. Maybe you would say, I've received Jesus as my savior. Surely I know him. What more is there to understand? 
But if you only know Jesus as your Redeemer and not as your great physician, Lord of Lords, Good Shepherd, High Priest, Mighty Warrior, and all the other ways that he administers to you, there is a great deal that you're missing about his will and how he operates. Even worse, you may not trust him as deeply as you should because you don't truly know his character and how profoundly he cares for you. Remember, knowing God's will means understanding how he thinks about your situation. This makes learning about him and his principles absolutely crucial to your pursuit of his plan. The less you know about him, the less you'll know how to listen to him, which in turn means the less you're going to hear from him. But the more you understand about Christ and who he is, the more you'll be able to perceive his activity in your circumstances. So therefore, just set your heart to know him and you will. Jesus, I want to know and love you more. Show me your ways. I put my hope in you. Amen. And In Touch Magazine, reading today from Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14, it says, One of the most difficult truths of Christianity is that there's but one way to heaven, Jesus Christ. People would rather believe that all paths lead to God and that no religion can exclude someone. But in John 14, 6, Jesus claimed to be the way and and explicitly said, no one comes to the Father except through me. Well, that raises an important question. How do we come to God through Jesus? It's not by means of religious rituals, not good works, not self-effort, because even our righteous deeds are just like a filthy garment before God. Scripture provides the answer. Ephesians 2.8 says, We are saved by God's grace through faith. And that means that we must hear the message of the gospel and acknowledge our need of a Savior. So it includes both the bad news of our sinful condition and the good news that God offers forgiveness through faith in His Son. This involves repentance and faith. We turn from our sins and believe that Jesus died to pay the penalty for our wrongdoing and then rose from the dead. Trusting in the Savior allows us to stop living for ourselves and to start living for Him instead. Truly, the way to salvation is narrow but it's the only path that leads away from condemnation and into the eternal glory 
of heaven. Amen. We are going to heaven. That is our goal. I'll be back with more. Stay right there. Stay with us. Thanks. Success and failure all cometh from God. Promotion comes from God. Rejoice in every circumstance you go through. God is behind it. Don't fear. Don't be dismayed. Don't worry. Give it to Jesus. Place it at his feet. Go to God. So what else do you need for an answer? We must go to God for all things. Listeners, you got to try it. Go to God for all things and you will see amazing results. Okay? How should we view evil in our lives? Well, we should see it for the glory of God. How about that? When we hear things about evil listeners, it makes us more than ever just want to let go and let God handle all things. Rest. And while you rest, listen. God pours his love in our hearts. Did you know that we experience evil as a test? So are we going to partake or are we going to turn away from evil? Dear Lord, help us to continue to learn and grow. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. We are to be busy serving the Lord. We are in leadership and this world needs an outpouring of love. We are being planted everywhere. He gives each one of us resources so that we can serve him. We are to take these opportunities to plant the seed of God. God wants <laughs> to make more with your life than you can imagine. Okay? So imagine that. God wants to make more with your life than you can imagine. So be open to it. Stay on top of the word because you know that God's word is wisdom. And we're going to read the proverb shortly. From your home, raise your hand if you want to see God. Awesome. Because I see a hundred percent of the hands raised. Great. Raise your hand.
If I scatter no seed, then what am I to harvest? To him who has more, he gets more. And to him who has less, gets less. And that's James 4, verse 17. We should be watching, working, and waiting on the Lord. It is only from him that we receive reward. And that's Matthew 25. He will separate the sheep from the goats. The only difference between the sheep and the goats is that they did not do as they were told. We are to build one another up. We are to help another. We are to mirror Jesus on this earth with our actions. We are judged by our actions. And actions speak louder than words. We are saved by our faith, not just our good works. You must demonstrate faith. Faith in all of it. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit. Faith in all of it. That is what we are rewarded for. Just do what God tells you to do. Sheep follow the voice of their shepherd. Once you are called, God does not want to lose you. If you are listening to this podcast, you are being obedient to God. There is no way for me to know each and every listener. But it doesn't matter because God knows you. And I thank you for coming to pray with me. So use me, Lord. I am here. Amen. Did you know the police are ministers of God? They exist to keep law and order. And the devil puts a lot of pressure on policemen and pastors. Very interesting. Because both work directly for God. Both have corruption where there absolutely should not be none. Whoever is doing the complaining is the one underneath. There is always going to be authority. We need to circumvent and go directly to God through Jesus. A leader is defined by someone who has followers. All of us are leaders in the right situation. God places on our hearts the desire to lead and he gives us everything else that we need. It is God who is calling you. God who is lifting you. God who is providing for you. Ezekiel 34, John chapter 10.
Proverbs 29, Corinthians 13. He provides us what we need. Where there is no vision, the people perish. When you are called by God, here's how you are to behave. You must be patient, kind, not jealous. You do not boast. You are not arrogant. You are not rude. You do not seek your own. You are not provoked. You do not take into account a wrong suffering. And you do not rejoice in unrighteousness. But (laughs) you rejoice only in the truth. We are to bear all things. We are to believe all things, hope all things, endure all things, and prove that love never fails. All things from God is what we are to follow. He is secure in his position because he knows that God has called him. And we are the he. He is secure in his position because he knows that God has called him. Amen. How awesome is that? Awesome. And I'm going to read the Proverbs for today from our modern translation. You're going to love it. Better to be poor and honest than to be dishonest and a fool. Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Wealth makes many friends. Poverty drives them all away. A false witness will not go unpunished, nor will a liar escape. Many seek favors from a ruler. Everyone is the friend of a person who gives gifts. The relatives of the poor despise them. How much more will their friends avoid them? Though the poor plead with them, their friends are gone. To acquire wisdom is to love yourself. People who cherish understanding will prosper. A false witness will not go unpunished and a liar will be destroyed. It isn't right for a fool to live in luxury or for a slave to rule over princes. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. The king's anger is like a lion's roar, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish child is a calamity to a father. A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as constant dripping. Fathers can give their sons an inheritance of houses and wealth, 
but only the Lord can give an understanding wife. Lazy people sleep soundly, but idleness leaves them hungry. Keep the commandments and keep your life. Despising them leads to death. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. Discipline your children while there is hope, otherwise you will ruin their lives. Hot-tempered people must pay the penalty. If you rescue them once, you will have to do it again. Get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Loyalty makes a person attractive. It is better to be poor than dishonest. Fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. Lazy people take food in their hand, but don't even lift it to their mouth. If you punish a mocker, the simple-minded will learn a lesson. If you correct the wise, they will be all the wiser. Children who mistreat their father or chase away their mother are an embarrassment and a public disgrace. If you stop listening to instruction, my child, you will turn your back on knowledge. A corrupt witness makes a mockery of justice. The mouth of the wicked gulps down evil. Punishment is made for mockers, and the backs of fools are made to be beaten. Amen. I could just read them forever and ever. I want to end today's podcast with God's forever love. And this is what the Bible says about it. So 1 Corinthians 13 is probably the most widely quoted passage in the world on the subject of love. Verse 13 says, And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. We recognize that Jesus demonstrated sacrificial love for us by dying for our sins, making possible our forgiveness, and restoring us to fellowship with the Father. Yet we often fail to realize that Christ's love goes even beyond the cross. Everything we do, everything we don't do, everything we face, and everything we don't face is touched by his continuing love. Everything about us hinges on love because God, who is love, created us in his image. Because God loves us, he gives us blessings and lets us share them. When we pray and are told to wait, it is because he loves us and he knows that we need time to grow. When the overwhelming choices before us make it hard to know which way is up, our Lord and Savior shows us our need to depend on his guiding love. 
Jesus demonstrated this kind of amazing love to Mary and Martha. He heard that Lazarus was sick and near death, and he stayed two more days in place because Jesus knew that Mary and Martha needed to grieve in order to grow. So he allowed the sisters pain because he loved them. Until we come to understand and believe at our deepest innermost level that God is love, we will struggle with trusting him, yielding to him, obeying him, and serving him wholeheartedly. So one of the keys to our spiritual growth as Christians is believing in God's love, even when we cannot see it. While we are to live in faith and hope, our most important dwelling place is God's love. Without making his love our ultimate dwelling, we cannot fully live in faith and hope. We should refuse to take a step or breath without remaining keenly sensitive to the greatest of these, which is our Father's love. Our most important dwelling place is God's love. Amen. Brothers and sisters, listeners from all around the world, we are walking in God's ways right now. So every day we have a little bit of a responsibility and that is to show someone else the way. So let's see today how many people you might be able to show the way. You don't have to talk about it. You just have to show the way. Come back tomorrow so we can pray. It's going to be Olores' birthday. Just saying. (laughs) Bye for now.